1973, the U.S. Conference of Mayors unanimously adopted a resolution declaring the arts an essential service to the people. A year later, in 1974, the City of Madison Common Council rode that wave of arts appreciation and created the Madison Arts Commission to advise the city on public policy matters relating to the arts. Now celebrating its 50th anniversary, the Madison Arts Commission has moved from the Parks Department to the Planning and Development Department and has overseen a wide variety of public arts commissions and grants of both a permanent and temporary nature. Karen Wolf is the Arts Program Administrator for the City of Madison and has staffed the Madison Arts Commission since 2006. Karen Wolf joins us now by phone. Welcome back to the 8 o'clock buzz, Karen. Hi, thank you. And you've brought a guest with us. Can you introduce uh, the person, the other person we're speaking with today? Oh, yes. My new best friend is Nick Pivich. He's the chair of the Madison Arts Commission, and he's amazing. It's like having eyes in the back of my head. Hi, Nick. Welcome, Nick. Hi. Yeah, hi, how's it going? Uh, so thanks so much for joining us. So, uh, Karen, let's start with you. Um, you've been with the Arts Commission, as we mentioned, since 2006. Uh, what kinds of, of changes have you seen in, in the, well, almost 20 years that you've been with, uh, with the arts program? Oh, I've seen a lot of collective action growing. And um, it's, you know, although it was gradual for me when you look back to when I started, there's just total change in the field. I mean, we have, you know, a proliferation of murals um, because of Dane Arts Mural Arts. We have just lots of people active in creating their own collective impact projects. We participate in Great um, Greater Madison Music City, for example, where the county and some of the uh, music creatives throughout the city have teamed up to try to bring more music equity to our infrastructure. Um, there's just a lot of different changes. So, you know, one thing that hasn't changed as much is the funding levels, but it's all hands on deck for sure. So I, now looking back, I mean, we're so, we're talking about the 50th anniversary of the Madison Arts Commission. Uh, uh, Nick, uh, tell us a little bit about what um, uh, what the commission has in store to commemorate that momentous occasion. Yeah, of course. So um, tomorrow at the Common Council meeting, there will be an honoring resolution, which um, every alder in the city has signed on as a co-sponsor, which kind of runs through some of the history of our organization or, you know, of our um, commission. And, um, you know, I think that the thing that we're, I'm really focused on as chair is obviously, as Karn has stated, you know, um, we live in an environment with limited funding, limited capacity due to staffing, things like that but really looking to find ways to make everyone in our community appreciate how important the arts are and why it really makes Madison's quality of life as great as it is, and also making sure that we push art to every corner of the city, making sure that obviously we have really incredible facilities in town. I'm currently looking at Overture Center across the street, and, you know, those Entities such as Overture Center are so important for this place and, you know, supporting all the great organizations, but also making sure that art happens off the isthmus, that, you know, whether you live on the north side, you live in the Owl Creek neighborhood, you live in Allied Drive, that we're making sure that everyone is able to access the arts as, you know, like a fundamental human right for expression and being able to feel um, seen and to feel that you're part of this community. 
So um, you talked about sort of limited funding. Uh, what are some of the tricks of stretching those limited dollars? Yeah. Well, so oh, oh, you can go ahead. No. Well, I was just thinking, Nick, about our grant program and how it's it's pretty. <laughs> we wish it were more robust. We wish we were giving out more funds, but it's one of the ways that we at least give like a, the city. Um, endorsement and a little bit of cash to organizations because then they're out in the community doing incredible work. So, you know, we don't program things ourselves necessarily, but we fund at least 60 to 70 organizations every year who are out doing that. And to, to you know, to speak about stretching dollars, if you look at the history of public funding of arts, um, you know, one thing that is you know, common at all levels of government is the need for matching funds. You know, so as Karin's stating, having the stamp of approval, so to speak, from the city as, you know, all grants that, um, or all applicants that seek funding from the city have their grants, you know, diligently reviewed by peers, you know, as unbiased third party representing the city and that that kind of stamp of approval you know, then is able to be matched by private funds. So, you know, the ways in which even with limited public dollars, we're hopefully able to, you know, be able to tell private funders, like we as a commission of 10 members who have spent a lot of time reading all the applications think this project is really worthwhile. One of the things that's uh, unique to the Madison Arts Commission is the uh, Blink grants that focus on temporary art. Uh, Karin, can you tell us a little bit about some of the projects that have been funded by that grant program and why why should there be public dollars spent on something that disappears? Right. Well, I mean, I think of Blink as the great experimental playground where artists who are, you know, you're an artist. Artists are more creative than the rest of us. <laughs> I'm actually not a visual artist, and I really enjoy artists as creative strategists. That's how one of my colleagues in the field, um, uh, Roberto Bendoya, refers to them. And I have started adopting that term because with the Blink program, artists come to us with their ideas. And, and in many cases, they're seeing spaces in the city that are neglected or are overlooked. Um, and they say, you know, what would be great here is a this. And often when we invest in that and experiment with that and let them have that there temporarily, it changes the way people see that landscape and it leads to other and good things. So, for example, with Monona Terrace, Brenda Baker had a Blink project there many years ago um, related to a conference. And so many people took selfies by it and enjoyed it and it became kind of an iconic piece, even though it was only there a few months that Monona Terrace invested in a temporary public art program of their own, where they continually, year after year, um, cycle new projects in, uh, their, on their rooftop and on their walkways to them. So, you know, a lot of times the value is that it shows the rest of us, the planners and the rest of the community, how a space could be enhanced through a minor adjustment of public art. So uh, one of the big discussions that's been going on in the art community of Madison is the um, need for artists to get paid for their time and their effort. And uh, the Arts Commission obviously provides uh, some opportunity for people to do that. But how, how important is that 
um, to maintain a, th a thriving artistic community so that people can actually make a living mm -hmm. off of their art. And what's the Arts Commission's role in helping to facilitate that? Nick, why don't we start with you? Yeah. Um, you know, I think, as I had previously mentioned, just one thing that I've just been so focused on is really trying to elevate um, and make everyone appreciate how incredible our artistic community is here. And obviously part of that is being home to the UW, which is, you know, has just like this incredible artistic legacy, the first dance program at a collegiate level. Um, you have the studio glass art, obviously starting at UW, and then you have programs such as First Wave, which are bringing the most incredibly talented young people to study hip hop while being students on campus. But at the same time, obviously, you know, we have a city that is growing and changing and the pressures around cost of living, um, all of these various forces. And so one thing that we've been trying to be really intentional and they're hoping to do more of in this next year is really try to elevate why the arts are important and why, why the arts are worthy of funding in this community. You know, if we don't put dollars into, um, into supporting artists, obviously, all these discussions around housing and how does Madison continue to be a place where everyone can live. You know, artists are very much a part of that conversation and very much part of that, like, cult rich cultural fabric that makes this place, you know, a place where people want to live. And so how do we how do we make sure that through you know, when you're talking about city government, how do we make sure that obviously the Arts Commission is part of the planning division? How do we make sure that all the conversations that are happening around, um, you know, the currently in development West Side plan for the city? How do we make sure with the Lake Monona Waterfront ad hoc committee and design challenge, how do we make sure that art is part of that conversation from the beginning that obviously isn't going to like necessarily translate to every artist in the community getting dollars, but where are there opportunities for artists to get paid? Um, with the State Street um, experiment or pedestrian mall experiment from the four to 600 block of State Street, um, you know, we're using that as an opportunity to pay artists design fees to develop the medallions that are going to be painted um, in the middle of the street as a way to, you know, encourage State Street being a pedestrian mall. And that's a very, it, it's not a huge sum, but it is a way in which artists are being directly compensated for their creative talents. So what are the, you know, what are the continued ways in which we're able to do that creatively, you know, and the small ways that we can at the city, and how do we also encourage the community at large to think about that as well? So you've got a 50th anniversary celebration coming up. Are there particular events coming up to commemorate that, Karen? There will probably be event events throughout the year. We're just now going to be launching a survey to people like yourself and other people in the community, just saying, you know, what is your connection to Mac, and what would you like to see done in celebration and um, just to bring up some of the stories we're looking to mine some of the stories from people from 50 years and we think there's some good ones and um, and we will probably have our friends group is probably going to host a gala towards the end of the year long celebration but we'll just be peppering um, events throughout the year and also trying to do more to celebrate those events that we help fund through our grants program 
All right, we've been speaking. So maybe hi- directing people to that. <laughs> we've been speaking with Madison Arts Commission Chair Nick Pivak and City of Madison Arts Program Administrator Karen Wolf. For more information about the Madison Arts Commission's work, search for Madison Arts at cityofmadison.com. We'll be featuring updates on the Madison Arts Commission's 50th anniversary in future episodes of this show. Karen Wolf and Nick Pivak, thanks so much for joining us on the 8 O'Clock Buzz. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much. Really appreciate the opportunity to share and um, letting people even know this anniversary is happening. All right. Thanks so much.